Hello all, and welcome back to Parts of Me Holistically. I'm your fumbling host, Sasha, also known as the Smiley Limey, and the brains behind the Holistic Hero, as you all know. Well, here we are, first podcast of 2021, and to be honest, I didn't think it would be anything about what I'm going to talk about today, and I think I'm pretty much over my seven-day free trial of 2021, and I'd like to cancel my subscription now. (laughs) Honestly, though, um, the last time I actually got on the mic was December 23rd of last year, and that was because, you know, we had two holidays, and if you didn't notice, it is Sunday today, but don't fear, I will be returning to my normal Friday uploads next week. I've just had a particularly really difficult past week, and even more chaos and tragedy broke out um, this morning in my family, so some really serious stuff, so I appreciate all the DMs that I get on Instagram with prayers and support, um, even for many of you guys that I don't even know, so I sincerely appreciate it. Keep them coming, guys, because I need them, and this world needs them, and I've got your back, too. But um, originally, because you guys keep requesting, I was going to do another My Life in Music installment because I figured, you know, we all need to take our minds off reality right now. I think we deserve that. But what aches in my heart more personally is taking time to acknowledge the real seriousness of the fate of this country and the world if we don't do something now. And this doesn't mean that we break down. This just means that we're allowed to feel the wave of emotions and to allow ourselves to process this. But it means just don't dwell in it. We have to actually do something and make those efforts and changes. The first step to that is acknowledgement. So what I wanna do instead today, I've changed my mind, I want to take a moment today to discuss healing a little bit, unity, and hope. And this may seem like a music episode, but I'm not going to be categorizing it as so. I'm just going to intertwine some of my favorite chosen um, songs about healing and hope-inspired pieces in between to just make it more impactful and to treat you guys. So let's get started. This past week has been a complete unveiling of the true crisis in our nation, the conspiracy, the hypocrisy, and extreme corruption, all rooted in one powerful source, the current president, who uses his time to incite violence and hatred and lies for his own egotistical well-being. And I cannot fathom the past four years because I'm just unable to understand how this is truth to many and just become reality for so long. Um, And I probably maybe have lost a few of you, but I don't care. I would hope that you'd try to hear me out. But, you know, the damage is done. And I cannot understand the mind of a malignant narcissist or a sociopath. Um, even though narcissists have been the bane of my existence for most of my life because many of us just don't operate that way or have the capability to understand selflessness or selfishness, I'm sorry, to that extreme. Um, I just can't understand it. 
And I believe that January 6th will always serve as a tragic reminder of the corruption in this nation. And you know, you don't have to be educated, you don't have to, it doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, anything, to understand that what is happening is wrong. And um, quite frankly, it's about time we move on and heal. We've got a lot of work to do, a lot. And I'm often up at nights thinking about things that are going on because it's so bad that it actually distracts me from my own pain and my own personal life chaos and issues. But I try my best and I choose not to dwell on it. I think about what I can do, who I can help, how we unify, and I don't have time for anything else. It's not easy when others just simply don't have unity, love, and healing as an interest and they only want to point fingers. They want to project from their own hatred and their own destruction. And I've become very numb to certain things. Um, Every day I think about all of what's going on, how many people out there are sitting at the breakfast table alone because family has died from COVID, how many beautiful, innocent children are dying, victims of violence, and they're hungry, how many people can't eat right now because they're jobless. It's just the fear in people. And, you know, I've done a lot of volunteer work in the community the last year, um, the best I could safely with COVID, but I hope to do more than I ever have this year. Um, I see the fear, the sadness, and the stress in people's eyes, and they can't feed their children. They can't pay their medical bills in this country of all places. And on top of that, something that people aren't thinking about is they need love. They need a hug. And I can't. I can't do that for them. And people can't do that for them. And they don't have roofs over their heads. They can't pay rent. It's just, it's bad. And uh, I told so many people last year um, volunteering, I said, I want to give you a hug, but I can't. And I won't because I do care about you. And that was really hard to do. It's something that's hard for me to do because I'm just not like that. I just, you know, I love um, affection. Um, and I used to love volunteering or working with charities and organizations and seeing on the lines how it changed people's lives and their emotional state right in front of me. And then you embrace them in love. And COVID has taken that from us and has just made it very difficult. But I'm not here to talk only about the negative. Um, I just want to open people's eyes. And I think that we all need to snap out of it. We need to think about these things um, when we make change so we can. And then we use hope and love to drive us forward. But we all have to be on the same page with the same goal in mind. And I want to take a brief moment right now to play a song that I think I played on like my second music episode and it's a chilling favorite of mine but um we're all different but I don't think that we need to be different in the sense that we all want unity and love and peace and I also want to honor in silence and through this song um the police officers who brutally lost their lives this past Wednesday and just to think about reality for a moment so Without further ado, Mad World by Adam Lambert.
Jules um, does the original of that song, but Adam Lambert's version I heard on the General Hospital season where James Franco starred, and the song was played for his character, and I just like that version much better. It's very haunting and true, and the lyrics in that song are very simple, but they're just full of soul. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. I want to also play a song that I think humbles many. And it just gets us thinking about um, something that is very true. And that song is Dust in the Wind by Kansas. The song really kind of focuses mainly on mortality and just the vanity inherent therein. Um, or maybe putting it differently, I think that despite the strivings of men, eventually, in quote, all we do crumbles to the ground even if we refuse to see it um and the titular phrase refers not only to the inevitable disintegration of things that people construct but perhaps even more to the understanding that our bodies are literally reduced to dust once we pass away 
And the song also alludes to the fact that in the grand scheme of things, money is insignificant as it just won't be um, something that will buy us another minute when we pass. It's not going to do anything for us then. This basically means that no matter how rich a person is um, or may be eventually, they're going to meet the same fate as everyone else. So in my mind, I think this song serves to remind us of the truth behind everything that we do, which is that it's fleeting, only to one day be carried away like dust in the wind. Um, I play this because every time we just flip out over all those little insignificant things, in the grand scheme, it really doesn't matter. Focus on what does matter and what we can do with the little time we have in this very short life to make a difference in this world, to better ourselves, and to leave as positive of an impact as we can on others before it's gone.
are all human, we are foolish, we sin, we make mistakes, and we all fumble through life in our own way. And I want you to take a moment to think hard and sincerely with yourself. What do you want to be known for? What impact do you want to make on this world that we all call home? We have to take a hard, difficult look at ourselves in the mirror. We have to be raw and open with ourselves on who we are, what we do, and why. None of us are perfect, and that's okay. That's actually a good thing in my opinion. But we can always work on ourselves and make a change. We have to learn from our mistakes and use good intentions to properly um, head down a better future for all in the right way, with the right intentions. Human by Rag and Bone Man. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me Take a look in the mirror, what do you see? See it clearer, or are you deceived? And what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all. And you're only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. opinion, don't ask me to lie, and beg for forgiveness for making you cry, for making you cry, cause I'm only human after all, I'm only human after all, don't put your blame on me, don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. 
I'm only human, I do what I can I'm just a man, I do what I can Don't put the blame on me Don't put your blame on me We all do the best we can and we need to be able to go to sleep at night knowing that we all do the best that we can. Something else that I've learned a lot about last year is white privilege and how I'm a part of that whether I want to be or not, just by nature. And it's disgusting and it's sad and I learned that there are certain things that I will never have to fear like black Americans do just simply by my race and the vapid fact that my skin is a different color. And I actually, I apologized to so many of my black friends last year for not taking this more seriously than I thought I was. Um, I was naive, thinking that love was just going to fix everything, fix it all. And they laughed at me saying, you don't have to apologize, you know, you're not part of the problem, you're part of the resolution. But I do feel like I am part of the problem in a sense because I'm, I need to learn more. I wasn't taking time to learn as much. And you have to listen and learn. And because so many people in this nation refuse to do so, um, that's why we can't ever move forward. Um, and there was another tipping point last year, and systemic racism in this country, and even worldwide, was exposed just on another level. And the Black Lives Matter movement begun, and many beautiful people and families and children, black and white, joined together in unity to protest for equality and against injustice. And uh, you know what? You can't tell me that what happened on January 6th this past Wednesday in an act of criminal domestic terrorism wouldn't have been handled any differently had the rioters been black. You can't tell me that. If they were black, they would have been killed on the spot, brutally attacked and berated for years to come in comparison to some of the police even taking selfies with the rioters on, uh, on Wednesday. And then you look at people peacefully protesting, being shot at their children with tear gas It uh, for Black Lives Matter. And it's just, you can't tell me that. It's pure hypocrisy. And uh, it's just an example. Like, what is this? Bad cops are giving good cops a bad name. There are racists in the system. And does that not matter? It does matter. The children are watching this. They're absorbing this, growing up with this, and then generations to come. It's like an ongoing cycle. And um, if you don't care enough for us, then care for them. My heart and soul, Michael Jackson, um, his piece, They Don't Care About Us, is an intense song about police brutality, injustice, not just for him, but for many as well as corruption, and um, it's a very powerful song, and I encourage you guys to watch the police version of his short film, because there were two versions for this song, and um, one was shot in the streets of Brazil, but just take a minute right now, please open your mind, and listen. Michael, eles não ligam pra gente.
Michael? Yeah, this is a man that never took credit for anything. He always gave credit back to God. He didn't want people to um, treat him like he was God. He just explained himself as an instrument through God. And I just, I think that's so incredible because no one really is like that at all anymore. And um, this is also the same person who just loved and embraced and turned the cheek. This is the person that when they strip searched him he invited those people to have lunch with him in his home afterwards I mean that was the kind of man he was and um I'm forever grateful that we still have his gift here with us today through his legacy but I want to switch things up to more of a hopeful mood right now what I believe we need to understand is that we aren't done for we don't have to be none of this needs to be happening what needs to be happening is an open conversation in peace and in unity with love in the picture. And this way we can make progress. But it really does have to come from your heart. And yes, we're human. We can't change that. And it's really easy to get consumed in ourselves, especially when we have our own serious stuff going on um, or even more minor stuff, but we have to take focus on selflessness and trust me, it is more rewarding than anything we can ever do for ourselves. I'm not saying be a doormat. <laughs> There's a difference, but there is so much going on in the world right now that needs all of our attention. It just needs attention from all of us. In 2001, after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, um, Michael wrote yet another incredible, beautiful, and impactful piece that I feel like some people maybe have kind of like forgotten about a little bit. Um, and that was performed and co-recorded with many other artists, including Celine Dion and Beyonce, Mariah Carey, InSync, Usher, Brian McKnight, and Billy Gilman, just for starters. Um, but you can watch it was a really heartwarming performance. It's still on YouTube. You can watch it. And I actually have an entire, I have like this entire Michael Jackson collection of DVDs and records and CDs. And there's this one DVD that has the performance um, and the making of um, this song. And it'll honestly make you cry. It really will. And the song was actually released in an effort to raise millions of dollars for survivors and families who were affected personally by the um, terrorist attacks. And um, I actually have a friend whose father was killed in the Twin Towers, and her mother, who is very well known in Connecticut, she wrote a book on it. But anywho, please, please listen to these lyrics. And it's in typical Michael fashion. As timely as ever, what more can I give?
salvation back Just sending your love has the power to understand that with every bad day there is a chance at a really good day that we just want to be there for we crash we burn and we break down because we're human and we can't do it alone sometimes but no matter what in the corny sense yes I went there never give up period and I mean that there are so many times in my life I actually thought that I had given up, but it just turned out that I hadn't because there's that hidden human willpower that kicks in when we're on a fight-or-flight mode. And there were many times in my life I faced potential death for multiple reasons. I also hadn't, um, or I just didn't see how on earth there was going to be a way to get out of certain crises or tragedy. But God has my back, and I made it through the unthinkable 
And I also got to live through incredible beauty and get to live to see new opportunities. And my life went down a path that I just didn't think possible. And I'm so grateful for that. And it's beautiful in so many ways. If you don't want to take it from me, then don't. But that's what happens. It can happen. Don't ever give up and don't think that it can't happen for you either. And you know, there's always going to be bad days. There's always going to be hell. There's always going to be problems. That's life. This is the sinful earth that we live on right now. But just keep going. No, don't. Don't give up. I mean, don't you want to write the rest of your story, you know? And don't you want to be there on those beautiful days? Don't you want to see what happens? No matter what happens, we will make it through how we're supposed to and accept that well, what's supposed to be and what's not. Never Give Up by Sia.
another really good song from Sia is called Courage to Change. That's a beautiful song if you guys are interested. But I think I had discussed on my Michael Jackson tribute episode a song that was unreleased at a time. And that song is We've Had Enough. And yes, the song was written at the time, I think it was 99, in a pledge against war but in another sense it's about injustice in society and it's beautifully written and composed and it just talks about how it's not up to us to decide who lives and who dies that that's basically up to god and it exposes the realities of war which i feel like we're kind of living in right now and in our own way and it asks why we do what we do it's very timely it's urgent and it's imposing and my mother actually listens to this song on loop sometimes it's one of her favorite michael pieces she'll put it on in the car at the house and i love that and i take many nights when i'm stressed or when i'm feeling down or even like when i need hope or if i want to take time to dance i'll just go right into michael mode And I'll turn on his humanitarian documentaries, his short films or interviews, and I'll invite my mother over and we watch. And it's a time that we sit in togetherness and we watch, we cry, we laugh, and we just feel real happiness and de-stress. And that's the kind of person and effect that Michael had and always will have. And I'm very grateful for that. But I'm sure my mom will appreciate this, and in honor of something I think most of us are feeling right now, or at least I hope, violence is not and never ever will be the answer. Screaming, crying, 
his wife's dying Now he's left to explain from a close friend who knew Michael that not long before he died, he actually shared some similarities in his deep faith. Um, Michael was raised a devout Jehovah's Witness and led astray from that in the 2000s a bit. Um, but 
his faith and his love for God and the Bible, his humbleness and selflessness never faded. Um, but he just practiced differently. He started celebrating Christmases and birthdays because Jehovah's Witnesses don't. And he even discovered the Saturday Sabbath, um, the day of worship and Sabbath according to God in the Bible, the way it's always been. Um, he began practicing Saturday, and there's even an article somewhere out there on what Sabbath meant to him. Um, I was raised a Seventh-day Adventist, and we are pretty much the only Protestant church that remains in accordance with the commandments in the sense that we follow Saturday Sabbath as God deemed. We're not Jewish, we're Protestant, but we just follow the Sabbath as it lays in the Bible. And there's so many reasons why the world chose to humanly change God's day to Sunday. But I'm not going to go into that. I was just, my point is, is I was so heartwarmed when I found out that Michael sought this faith-based truth and practiced accordingly. Um, his faith in God and his gentleness and loving nature is just what inspires me today um, about him still. But aside from that, I could talk about Michael all day. <laughs> Narnia, the film, is a favorite of mine. It's way up there next to Star Wars and Batman level. I know that's unrelated, but that should tell you how much I love the film. Narnia was written by C.S. Lewis, who was once an atheist, later turning to a devout Christian, and Disney released the films based off the book. So the first one was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Then they did Prince Caspian. And then they did The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And they skipped a few of the books. But the film basically puts events in the Bible into a fictional perspective. And that's perhaps why I love it. Because I love fictional worlds and that whole element and thing. And they played this song. This next song, they played it at the end of the Prince Caspian film when the siblings were leaving Narnia after defeating another war with Aslan, who basically represents Christ in the film. And they were saying their goodbyes to everyone for a while, and it was really um, bittersweet. But um, they were doing this at, as they were like fictionally re-entering London, and the song is very sweet, it's short, and it's simple, but I actually looked it up and I realized in the lyrics that it's the song is directly talking to Christ in a sense, and it's about his return. So listen carefully, and I hope you enjoy The Call by Regina Spector. It started out as a feeling, which then grew into which then turned into a quiet thought Which then turned into a quiet word And then that word grew louder and louder Till it was a battle cry I'll come back when you call me No need to say Everything's changing Doesn't mean it's never Been this way before All you can do 
serves to persuade us to be on guard against the things that divide us and separate us. It's about envisioning a world in which more things bring us together than separate us. And Lenin tells us that we may not seem to live in such a world now, but by picturing it and working on it, we might begin to bring it into existence. tearjerker of a song that's for sure i was bawling when they played that new year's eve 2020 i was hugging everyone i was safely with this past new year's was very anticlimactic. it was very melancholy just thinking about everyone this past year and even that night who was losing their lives but there is hope and they will not have died in vain and I'm going to close with a few more songs not to make this too long because unfortunately I've got um 
I've had a really demanding schedule lately, but I'm trying to cram things in if I can without breaking myself. (laughs) Um, Perhaps one of the greatest songs in the world, in my opinion, about hope and peace and healing is Heal the World by Michael Jackson, the one and only. Um, The song was written in accordance with Michael's amazing Heal the World Foundation, which I believe definitely needs a reappearance. Michael's son, uh, Prince, he actually has his own LA-based foundation. It's called Heal LA. And I don't say this because you may think I'm biased, because I'm not, but it is an amazing nonprofit organization um, that I've donated to and follow just to see all the incredible work they've done, especially this past year for those needing food and underprivileged children in the community that are given opportunities and just so much more. I love the organization, and I know Michael would have been so proud. Um, Also off topic, go check out Warriors of Gold. That's for childhood cancer awareness. And I could talk about a long list of my favorite organizations to spread awareness. But in short, I do quickly want to mention SBSK. It's a YouTube channel that a couple created, and they interview people with various chronic illnesses and terminal illnesses, mental health issues and trauma stories to help spread awareness and acceptance. Uh, Many children um, are part of that. And if you watch one video a day, it will really humble you. So definitely go check that out. But anyways, Heal the World was released in 1991 and through Michael's foundation and performances, he raised many millions of dollars to help children all around the world in accordance with so many situations. Um, He personally would travel to visit orphanages and areas of conflict and hospitals to personally spend time with these people and these children and to just spread love to so many. Please go watch the documentary MJ Humanitarian at Heart. Um, It's on YouTube. It's free. Michael won a Guinness World Record for most humanitarian work ever done. It's a beautiful film and um that's what I go watch when I want to feel better I love him even harder with each day but Michael's innocence and his love for children is rooted in his own understanding of childhood pain trauma and abuse and his deep sensitivity and his passion for love and gentleness and humbleness um I think his love of God is a big part of that too he um You know, he was so misunderstood in the society that fails to understand rare individuals like Michael. The world just did not deserve him. And what I also love about him was this incredible wisdom, intelligence, and maturity. But yet he also turned into his inner child, too. He was both. His love for children is beautiful and that he understood and felt the passion he did for children to protect and love and encourage them. I strongly believe as well that if the world were only children, think about it, there would be no war, there'd be no racism, there'd be no hate. I mean, except maybe some arguments about who stole someone's cookies. (laughs) But they are what's left of pure innocence next to animals and no judgment. And I see that when I look into their eyes. I just adore children, and that's another thing I love about Michael. He truly was a real man, the greatest empath and selfless. 
So listen to each word in this song with your heart, with me, and please enjoy Heal the World. formulated to heal really be it the children the ecology people in general and uh, it's a non-profit organization it's something i've always wanted to do and it's what inspired the song heal the world which was written here at my house think about um the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they they, they, they know it's a better world for them and think they can make it a better place. There's a place in your heart and I know that it is love. It's a place that's brighter than tomorrow. And if you really try there's no need to cry in this place Well, there's no hurt or sorrow There are ways to get there If you care enough for the living Make a little space Make a better place Heal the world Make it a better place Our goal is to change the world change world consciousness about children, the ecology, and the planet, to make it a better place for everybody, starting with the children. That's the future, really, and I'll stick with it forever until it's done. If you want to know why, there's a love that cannot lie. Love is strong, it only cares for joyful giving. We cannot feel There are dreams Stop existing and start living Then it feels that always Love's enough, always growing Make a better world Make a better world Heal the world Make it a better place It's forever It's not a publicity stunt It's not something that I'm trying to use as a vehicle to launch a single or an album. It's something that's directly from my heart. I'm doing it because I sincerely care and, and love them and uh, want to help out. I, I really feel bad for these kids. I guess you feel the pain and just hearing about some of the things that we see on television or on the radio you know the statistics about the kids i mean i've heard that this year two million children 
2.6 million children die from just preventable diseases. And uh, millions of children die from child abuse, um, just violence, which is, you know, it doesn't have to be. And uh, I just feel so bad for things like that. You know, sometimes I feel so guilty when I have dinner or breakfast because I realize how so many people don't have those simple things that we so much take for granted. And people, they sit at the table and they pray and all that, which is beautiful, but to do something is the thing, not just, you know, you have to act. So I think it's important to help out as much as you can. If one person just helped one child, just help one child, they've done so much. You know, and if you can do that, it would be beautiful. Just to help one person would be a lot. It's a big step forward. Because uh, it's a lot to be done. And children all over the world are... Michael was so not about attention or drama. He hated that. Um, and I feel like that song is just a pure example of that. And I plan to blast that song from my car on January 20th. Just saying. <laughs> I have so many mementos from Michael himself in my home and pieces of art and collectibles that I've gotten and been gifted from friends of Michael. And it's actually funny because some of his things still actually smell like him because apparently he really loved cologne. <laughs> yep, Michael was a stud or what I like to call a stud muffin. <laughs> Not just because of how incredibly handsome he was, but he also was a stud because of his human nature. No pun intended there. <laughs> um, you know, he actually used to have on a lot of his um, famous jackets and pieces of clothing the number seven, which um, is a, a very important number in the Bible. It's actually my lucky number, and 777 represents the Trinity. So I actually thought that was really interesting of him to intertwine that and his um, outfits and stuff. I thought that was really neat. But I was looking at a piece of history that I have, and it's a Neverland map that they would give you when you'd visit, in it, um, visit the park. And also an invitation um, I have that was personally handed out on January 16th, 2004, on the day of his first court arraignment where he pleaded not guilty and... If you don't remember, you know, he famously stood on top of that SUV showing love to all his fans, but of course that made him late. And of course, he was eventually factually found innocent of all charges. Um, please go watch Square One on YouTube. But that day, written invitations were handed out to few select to attend Neverland after the arraignment as like a big party. And I look at that invitation now, and I feel as though... It serves as another true testimony of who he was and how little drama he wanted. He craved togetherness and love and unity, and Neverland was the place to do that, to gather. And I feel as though the world just needs that again, right? I mean, like, wouldn't it be nice to have one large place where everyone congregates, COVID-free, of course, in unity one day and in solidarity for love and peace and it's quite a dream, but it doesn't mean that it's not possible. It's just um, a large stretch from where we are currently in this country right now. But all this said, 
Michael also composed a piece with Lionel Richie, and it was to raise money for Africa in 1984, and that was in lieu of a great famine. And the song raised millions of dollars, again, as was also accompanied by uh, singers like Diana Ross and Bob Dylan, Billy Joel and Stevie Wonder and Willie Nelson and just many other people. And it's a beautiful piece. It was inspired by hope. And that being said, please enjoy. We are the world, USA for Africa.
so I want to quickly play two more songs that hopefully give you just a feeling of excitement and hope personally and for the world in the future. So here's a fun one by Earth, Wind & Fire. We deserve it to get you in the groove and just believing in yourself. Shining Star. <laughs> to play The Lost Children by Michael Jackson and his song Cry because those are also really impactful but he wrote so many humanitarian ecological inspired pieces that we'd be here forever um, as he serves the face of everything I'm talking about today <laughs> so just go listen to my tribute episode if you have five hours to listen to me support him <laughs> sorry not sorry but I want to end this podcast with a notion and a song to take our minds off of chaos for a moment and inspire us, I do believe that we all have a chance. We all have a choice, who we want to be and how we want to execute that. We may not have the power in where we come from, but we do certainly have a choice in where we go from there. 
and what kind of people we want to be no matter what situation. Let that stick with you. Who do you want to be? What do you want to represent and stand for? I choose love, peace, unity, and healing. Not to hurt people. I hope you'll join me. Now's our chance and in hope for a better future. No more time for drama. Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. No!